All right. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Everything Virtual, your weekly show for VR news, updates, tips, strategies, game reviews. I don't know, Ronnie. We kind of do it all over here. <laughs> and we kind of want to do even more. So uh, coming to you every Monday. And uh, we're recording this on a Saturday night. So just trying to be just trying to be fully transparent here in case some news breaks between you now and Monday because last week I so, know sorry my name is oh. Zane I'm here with Ronnie yeah last week we recorded and actually my stuff uh, yeah and a right lot after, of right after we finished recording you you texted me that they they had tweeted something out about it right we did yeah, all the speculation <laughs> they had, they had tweeted something out about it then even after that like I think right after. Uh, right after we had recorded the episode for every, mm -hmm. just to catch people up, we were talking, speculating on what HTC was going to be releasing and, you know, Sorry, talking yeah, about speculating on the tweet. Yeah. Yeah. Speculating mm -hmm. on the tweet. And then, they um, came uh, yeah, and then, and then shortly after that, uh, so we were just speculating. We didn't know what it was going to be. We were hoping, you know, it was going to be some kind of a standalone headset from HTC. Mm -hmm. um, shortly after that, um, I, I guess in an interview or something that I saw on Twitter, uh, the I think it was president or vice president, someone from HTC on some kind of an interview mentioned that, yeah, we're definitely going to be doing a standalone, um, you know, sometime this year. So that kind of, yeah, on one hand dispelled that, but then a few days later, and I don't know if you've seen this yet, Zane, but they did release what those teases were mm -hmm. and they weren't what we thought. It, so after that, what, what was it? Yeah. So that, so this is actually like I'll, I'll see your your reaction, okay? Okay. Um, so and so after our podcast, so to, just to catch everybody up, we did our speculation podcast after the first tweet had been released by HTC, mm -hmm. which is basically just like a vague image of like some plastic with a Vive logo, and it said it's your move. And, and and going off the rumors from last year about the Project Proton, right? Yeah, and, 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 and every and a lot of people yeah. were really psyched. But so that was the first that first uh, image. Okay, mm -hmm. then this then a, a a couple of days after you and I recorded that speculation episode, a second image came out, and this image made it look like it like they were actually talking about uh, this lip tracker peripheral okay that it, I, that I it, that. Yeah. yeah and and that that's something that they had showed off for like the vive pro before but mm -hmm. it was more recognizable so when you saw this second screenshot and you were like oh yeah. that i think i know what that is like like i hope that's not like too connected to that that previous yeah. image yeah. and so then what it so when i saw that second image though i was starting to have my doubts kind of as to whether that first image was actually gonna like a, the standalone device that HTC had you know mentioned or not, mm -hmm. and then yeah, uh, eventually when they released it, it, there was like a little tiny uh, date that if you like zoomed in on the second image, it said March tenth, and then sure enough on March tenth, HTC made an announcement, and yep. basically those two uh, pictures that we were looking at, um, it was a redesigned Vive tracker which is the first one. Mm -hmm. And the second one was lip, lip tracking device. Mouth. And, yeah. Tongue, right? And so, I mean, so it's not like a bad thing. Like those are products that I think people, you know, will get on board with as far as like people that are super into, you know, VR chat that want full body tracking. They, they like the, yeah. you know, I, so the, 
it, I think people were upset because I think they're a little bit smaller. They do have better battery life, mm -hmm. um, but they're like $30 more expensive than the original, like the last version. Yep. So I think people were a little bit upset about the pricing. Um, I and, think it's $130 is what they listed, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and interestingly, this is kind of like not to get into too much of a tangent, but this company called Tundra Labs um, have been talking about designing their own like third party tracker as well. And so prior to HTC's announcement of this version three tracker, uh, their main selling point that it was going to be way smaller, better battery life, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so now they just, they just, that third party Tundra labs just released the price on their third party trackers. And I mean, it's not, it's kind of more a lot along the lines of the last tracker prices. So they're about $95 yeah, okay. a pop, which is like, not bad either, but I think people were also disappointed on that. Like at the end of the day, like I think people that get into trackers are kind of the more hardcore people. Of course. And, yeah. and, and I think a lot of people are hoping to either a, you know, these prices will drop so that more people can get in on it or b just, you know, like it, like it seems like the people that are sold on the idea of full body motion tracking have already invested. And then there's a lot of potential people that could dabble in it. Maybe, yeah. but aren't willing to, unless it's super cheap. And then there's like that third, that, that, that last uh, viewpoint that like all of this is kind of like, who cares? Because mm -hmm. this is like only for the hardest of the hardcore really. Yeah. I, you know, but, and speaking as a, a very obvious VR enthusiast, as we've been doing this podcast and show yeah. for several years, I still look at it and say the infrastructure isn't there. Right. Yeah. For all the, like all the extra tracking, like, yeah, it'll be there and it'll get there and don't, don't get me wrong. It's super cool. Yeah. But you know, I, I just can't see. I, that I think it's adoption. so. So yeah. the thing is I can understand kind of the buzzkill that came about yeah. when it was released because people were like, Oh, we're going to, we're finally going to get a, uh, a quest competitor. And then yeah. uh, something that I was reading was, I believe it's the president of, of HTC who came out and said that the, they are releasing a new headset. Yeah. I see, but, I, but, he, but he clarified and said that it would not be I know. a competitor. I know, which like, I hope it's just not like another standalone, like another enterprise one. Like it, yeah. technically HTC had the focus. You remember? Yeah. You, no, no, I know. And but it, like, what, what, what could it be then? I don't know. I, I yeah, I, I kind of right. got the impression. So like, so this was all after we did our speculation video. Mm -hmm. When I saw that first, uh, like that kind of blip announcement followed by the second, image of the lip tracking sense yeah. thing my like my initial thought was oh he's he's dropping he's mentioning this standalone headset end of the year thing as kind of like a like a cover you know like kind of like oh shoot like everybody's really excited about a standalone yeah <laughs> maybe yeah. we should make an announcement <laughs> about a standalone <laughs> like like it just kind of came out of nowhere that yeah. you would talk about like if they had this like secret marketing strategy where they were going to slowly trickle mm -hmm. out images like it seemed contrary to that to then like go on a random interview and mention it yeah. so, so i kind of like when i heard that i was like oh no i bet you like when I when I was reading that, uh, you know what it reminded me of, and this is this is totally off on a tangent, but it, it reminded me of like we we live in the age now where there's you know because of the internet, whenever there's a show or movie or something coming out, there's all these fan theories. Yeah, it is. And like some that. Of the, the thing is, some of them are really good, right? <laughs> really so good. Can you imagine the people who like wrote the show and then they read the yeah. theory and like, 
oh, oh we should have done that yeah <laughs> no 100 percent. exactly how i got like the vibe of like what i was reading. Yeah. Like, yep he was like looking at that and he's just like oh yeah they they, they wanted something else that would have been so much better so uh, yeah we, like, we gotta we gotta we gotta give something that's a really good comparison <laughs> though because that's like and it's such a like i fall into that same trap too like yeah. I, I don't know what trained us i guess it's just because there's such a culture around following media and products now that like in between releases of things we just have to consume more and more and so then that's where all the theory because i'm saying like yeah. i don't remember this being a problem like literally no, the story for like mind. every show like now is it's, like it's 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 just hive mind right like it's yeah. it's the collective consciousness of everybody <laughs> put together can create the best stories but we're yeah. still getting them only written by one person or two yeah. people or, you know what i mean so yeah but, but going going back to the vive part uh just to clarify when i made such a ridiculous statement earlier i wasn't saying like what else could it be in the sense of like i don't know i, I was trying yeah. to i was trying to push us in the direction of like what else could it be outside of something enterprise, right? Because if if he's saying that it's not a direct competitor to the Quest, which is billed as the mainstream social option, yeah, then the only other thing that I can see outside of outside of saying outside of like him directly saying like it's not in competition because it's not as good, it's <laughs> it's it's priced too high, but it's for the same demographic. Like like yeah, the only thing that I could see is them going even harder on the enterprise side, which which we know which HCC has done. Right. So with the with the Vive Pro, either way, um, still cool. So I don't want to I don't want to deflate the balloon <laughs> too much here. Yeah, it was so cool to see the the trackers and the lip tracking, yeah. uh, lips and, and tongue tracking. I mean, like, I mean, all that stuff is going to be important. Like, exactly. uh, see, yeah, my my gut impression is like, I mean, honestly, it's for early adopters that really want a taste of what, like, I mean, apparently there's a, people in VR chat and I think Neos VR is the, is the program that works with the lip, lip tracking. I don't think yeah. VR chat has lip tracking yet, but like, it is my understanding. Like I, yeah, I'm yeah. not, I'm not big on, on those, on those experiences either yet. Um, but in general, I think for people in the here and now that want to experience more, more of that type of presence in VR, then those are cool options. It's just, it's expensive and it's not widely supported. So you're going to, mm -hmm. you know, but, but the people that are into that stuff are into that stuff. So I'm not going to, you know, but it's definitely not like a huge play for wide yeah. adoption. Mm -hmm. it, it is cool to see, but like, uh, and I know we're going to get to this later. Um, but talking about the idea of like presence in VR and all that mm -hmm. sort of thing, um, you know, I, I think even Facebook is looking into well, how can we fit more types of sensors and 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 ways of capturing, you know, what people are doing into VR. Uh, you know, I think I think probably um, as we've learned from inside out tracking and the success of the Quest, I think the future of that stuff is to be less invasive, smaller, lighter, less obvious. Mm -hmm. So I think like the future, like if I were to guess the future of body, full body tracking and uh, like facial recognition stuff in VR is probably more complicated sensors that are just going to be built into the headset itself. Yeah. Like, like video, like cameras that will see what your body's doing and, you know, kind of similar to the hand uh, tracking hand stuff yeah. that the quest can do now. Yeah. Um, but just have a wider range maybe. Yeah. Like I, I just, I just think that, you know, obviously fidelity is always going to be greater with stuff like the trackers that are actually points that, you know, the lighthouse space tracking systems can, 
can hone in on. But yeah. I, I just think that, you know, in the grand scheme of things, if we're looking at VR as something that everybody's going to be doing, um, the, the more all-inclusive, like easier to use headsets that can incorporate that kind of stuff are going to be the way that I think most people end up doing it. But. Yeah, ag agreed. And, and, you know, just, just to kind of put a, a capper on this topic so we can jump to the, the Facebook stuff um, is when, when you're in it and we're, we're in it, right? Like we've been in it for five years now, everything seems slow. You know, we watch, we watch ready player now and we're like, Oh, I want that now. <laughs> ready know? player one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Ready player one. Yeah. We, <laughs> yeah. What did I say? Ready player. You said ready player now. <laughs> ready you really player, want it now. I literally ate my word. <laughs> yeah. uh, ready player one, and we want that now, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. But it's we knew that this stuff was coming, yep. and the fact that it's arriving here, even in the first early adoption form, you know, that's it's encouraging. It's encouraging to see that it's there and that it'll it will only get better, right? They're releasing this now, which means that the tech is ready for consumer adoption. And that it will only improve from here. So that to me is exciting in the long run. Yeah, well, I agree. And, and in all honesty, like looking at like the trajectory of where things have gone, I think it's progressed more in ways that I wasn't anticipating and less in other ways. Like, like when we, when we first started this podcast and we were talking about where we wanted to see, you know, the Vive 2 go or the next Facebook, you know, Oculus mm -hmm. headset or like, we were always just so focused on the hardware and like the technical side of things, like the, like what the capabilities of the headsets would be. And mm -hmm. that stuff has certainly improved and it's continuing to improve. We know they're working on stuff. It, it's almost like they've been working more and more on that stuff to have it more polished versions of that out by the time it gets released. Mm -hmm. And in the, and in the meantime, they've been doing all of these saw, like especially Facebook has been doing so much infrastructure in terms of, like really developing their their quest uh software base uh you know software platform and really like honing in this idea of the standalone headset like yeah. like like the idea of a standalone headset wasn't even really a thing when we were talking about where we wanted to see headsets going so i feel like yeah. Like well, it's almost you know, like it, it was, they took a we, detour. We were talking about getting rid of the the, the tether, right? Yeah, we were point, so exactly. So, no, so this is an extension of that. Mm -hmm. But I like like it, when you really stop to think about it, like like Facebook's platform is so much more developed on the Quest now mm -hmm. than it was when we were looking at the Rift initially, like on sure. the PC. Yep. Yep. So so they've made huge strides, but it's almost like okay, they they kind of paused some of the hardware stuff for a little while. Um, to kind of get this get this version of VR right, really mm -hmm. invest in the platform, and then probably behind the scenes, really, you know, work on making sure that when the next stuff comes out, that it's going to be kind of more ready for prime time. I, yeah. That's that's the impression I get. But agreed. Uh, and, and I mean, so let's just let's just dive right into this now. Uh, a lot of the the Facebook and Oculus stuff we're talking about is derived from an interview that was done with Mark Zuckerberg, the CEO of Facebook, who owns Oculus, for those who don't know. Uh, this was on the Informations 411 podcast. It's about 45 minutes long. And I, I think Ronnie would agree with me in terms of just being well worth the listen. Whether sure. or not you're into VR specifically, I think just from a tech perspective, Facebook, Zuckerberg, that 
they just know this space, right? And they're very, they're very heavily involved in it and kind of seeing what the trends are. And obviously a big part of what, uh, you know, Zuckerberg was talking about was how Facebook is a social platform and how VR can really deliver that, that visceral type of connection that, that we want to have. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and those of us who are in VR have experienced that to some degree. Mm-hmm. So, um, Ronnie, you, you had sent me this earlier in the week and we've both had a chance to listen to it. You were super excited. What are some of your biggest takeaways? Yeah. Well, I mean, I took lots of notes. I didn't really like categorize these at all, but I mean, my, I mean, let's just go through it. Yeah. I mean, well, so my Highlights. first, so just not going off my notes, my first impression is that I thought it was really cool to listen to him talking about presence as a concept because at, in the early days of consumer VR, like in you know 2014-ish, moving mm-hmm. on to like 2016 when the Vive and the and, and the Rift uh, were released, you heard Valve and like others from Oculus talking about the idea of presence as well, like heavily when they were pitching VR as an idea, and that's yeah. just the sense that really what VR can deliver at its best is the sense that you're actually in a place with someone else or, or, you know, in a place like, you know, interacting with a virtual world, but nonetheless that you're somewhere else, that you're somewhere um, in that space. And we talked a lot, like over the years, I feel like we've gotten into the nitty gritty details of what makes something you know, give something a strong sense of presence and, you know, what works, what doesn't in VR. Mm-hmm. And like, and, and in a lot of ways, the games that we've played um, focus on this stuff and the good, the ones that are really good always have that idea in mind, but it was just interesting to hear him double down on that concept again. Yeah. And so like in a lot of ways, it kind of makes me feel like, Oh, like this kind this reaffirms my idea that we're s- still in the early days, like that we're still getting there. Because we still haven't, like, even though we're getting closer, we're still not, we haven't fully realized that idea of, of, of true presence. And I think it's, it also shows you how spoiled we've become. Because um, things that when we first tried VR in 2015 and 16 that just, like, floored us, um, now we're looking for that, that little bit more. Right. <laughs> it's like that <laughs> uncanny valley of, like, yeah. Like, Hit like, me again. Yeah. Yeah. So, I totally agree though. Like it, I mean, not to get too needy or too, you know, spoiled, but like, man, like it's going to be amazing when VR is, I mean, this is their vision and this is what they want out Mm -hmm. of VR and Facebook's putting tons of resources into it. They want you to be able to put on, you know, like either a headset or eventually some form of glasses and, just talking about VR, but they, he talks about Zuckerberg talks about AR a lot too. And we can talk and we can talk about their kind of, you mm-hmm. know, uh, combined vision of how AR and VR are really the same thing. Um, but just the idea that I'm, I feel like that would trigger some people, but I understand. Yeah. What you're coming from. <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, um, just the idea that, you know, if I wanted to be here with you that I could throw on my, my headset with no hassle and feel like you're just like here hanging out with me in my room. And, and I think that that's possible. Like they're definitely working on technologies behind the scenes, mm-hmm. trying very hard to make that possible <clears throat> with the eventual idea that, yeah, you'll just be able to teleport around. Like 
Like if you want to be in a space with someone that's far away and you don't want to have to actually travel, like there's going to be a lot of instances where you want to be somewhere else or be with someone else and have that same kind of feeling mm -hmm. and, but not have to actually physically go over there and, and they want the technology to be that good. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so cool. And I mean, I know we're not there yet just because I know how hard it is to like right now to like, if we wanted to just spur of the moment, see each other in a VR application, like I, I'm not saying it's super hard, but you know, we're not it's quite not there. Hard. Yeah. We're not, we're not quite there yet. And, and Mark Zuckerberg actually in this interview, like admits to, Oh yeah, there's certain aspects of video calls, for example, right now where you don't get the same kind of fidelity in VR. Like you don't, I, I can't, we don't have, I like the VR headsets aren't tracking our eyes so that, you know, I can see where you're looking during a video call or I can't, I can't, uh, I can't see your facial expressions or, or really see like a realistic version of you in VR yet. But, but imagine when those things get there to where you, you are actually very realistically represented in VR, um, how amazing it'll be to actually be there in a room. And I, and I, I kind of agree. Some of the stuff he gets to is just how, um, since COVID began, they have done some of their meetings in VR and obviously there's limitations like, like I just mentioned that he does mention. Um, but some of the things that, you know, people don't really always think about, about being in a space with someone that really leaves an impression is that we're, our brains are, are, are made to take more information out of a meeting with someone than just what's being said, like over a webcam. And so, I mean, and I've, I've experienced this too. And I've uh, like, you know, done things with you or Damon um, in VR in the past, you do create different types of memories around being in an environment with someone than mm -hmm. you do just like on a flat screen on a zoom call with a bunch of boxes. Right. <laughs> yeah. And well, so, and, yeah. and, and I don't think anyone will, I mean, now that we've been doing so much work for home from home for all the amazingness of like not having to make the commute and being able to have more flexible schedules, like, I don't think there's anyone that would that would deny that there aren't some things like there aren't those moments when you're like, man, I wish I could just go to the office to do X, Y, Z or like there's there's certain things that like being in the presence of people can help with. Right. Of course. So yeah. like it, I mean, I I like working remotely so much that, man, <laughs> wouldn't it be amazing if like those last reasons to have to go to the office were just like completely eliminated by mm. some form of technology that made it unnecessary? So, yep. I mean, I, that's where they're going, right? Like, yeah. like I just, I feel, you know, if I, if I was in uh, the Facebook or Oculus boardroom and COVID happened, like I, it would just be like this missed opportunity. That's like, if this pandemic had just held on maybe like a couple more years, like we, we could have really just upended the entire business travel industry. Right. Um, like it just would have been, so I, I don't know. I mean, I see. I'm of the mindset, like not to be a, a super pessimist, but like, man, okay. like, like not to be a pessimist, but I mean, if this happened now, like who's to say this isn't going to happen again in 10 years or 20 years or what? Like, like if I was, if I, my point is if I yeah. was, if I was working in Facebook, yeah, it's, it's a missed opportunity in terms of man, like we weren't quite ready for this type of an event to happen. 
mm-hmm. with this technology. But I mean, then again, they're working really hard. Like, yeah. what can they do, right? Well, like yeah, this so- gives you this gives you motive, though. Like, we need the technology to be there, so that if stuff like this happens in the future, we don't have to like it's things aren't disrupted to the extent that they were. No, right? agreed. And, and we kind of touched upon this, or I, I remember bringing it up in a recent uh, or previous episode that we did, where it's just like the world wasn't wasn't ready for it yet because the hardware wasn't widely distributed. But if it had happened in five, 10, I don't know how many years until it's there. Like I was talking about how zoom went from being only something people in, you know, trendy offices knew to everybody's grandma. Uh, Zoom became a household name. Whereas like Facebook meetings or whatever they want to call it, right. Facebook connect, whatever app they they designed uh, for, for this, once it's fully there, like that would have been the thing. Had yeah. it, had we we've been at that point, so yeah, I mean, I, I I'm 100 with you. I I think like it's it's very exciting to see what they're doing, and it's something interesting that I wanted to share um, was a statistic that I came across that Facebook now has 20 percent of their workforce in work, working in VR. Yeah, uh, and and I, and I also saw the the number being about yeah I saw. 10, yeah, about ten thousand. Ten thousand. Yeah, that's which a lot of people. It comes out to twenty. So that's that to me. Like you know, we we talk about Facebook investing a lot in this, right? Yeah. Um, the thing is, you can invest money, and money is I, I don't I don't want to call it a, um, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? It's it, it's not just like a superfluous like resource, right? Like money yeah, yeah. money is money, but yeah. you can always like get more money or allocate money differently what you can't really allocate is the time that your employees are spending working. Right. So, yeah. uh, or it, that's, that's not as easy to, I guess you can totally reallocate it. The point that I'm trying to make is that when you're doing, when, when you're taking people's time, the, the time that you are paying these people for and mm-hmm. putting that towards this, like that just shows the, the amount of brain power that's going. And it's not just throwing money at the problem. Yeah. It's throwing, it's throwing people, it's throwing manpower, brain power. Yeah. Like, so it's, it's not just, it's utilize. It's, it's a resource exactly, that's yeah. being actively implemented right now. Yeah. Exactly. The people, people have their heads down, like trying to, to work out these hard problems that we're talking about. That, that's what I agree. Like, that's what that anything, like if there's anything to get out of this interview with Mark Zuckerberg, which like we mentioned before is super fascinating. I think it's that they're working. Facebook is working very hard behind the scenes um, on a number of problems that, Within that the- they believe are key in order for us to have workable AR and VR in the future. Yeah. And, the, and the reason I, I, he's the reason Mark Zuckerberg mentioned those two things together. And the reason I'm doing it now is because I, I feel like they see a world where AR could eventually just replace most of the computing platforms that we use. Like it's not going to be immediate. And he talks about that too. There's going to be transition periods. There's going to be times where you need other types of devices, just like we do. We use multiple devices now, yeah. but the key, the key is um, it makes sense that, eventually if the technology gets there there will be a time where we can use hopefully some form of ar headset that replaces a lot of the screens and and computing devices that we use now and just like now where you'd be kind of surprised if you sat down and looked at like how much of your time is actually being immersed in some form of media be it like your brain glued to a tv in your living room mm-hmm. or like you you know like invested in a game of, of Fortnite or whatever it is, right? Like, mm-hmm. like there's, 
many hours of the day that people are dedicating to being fully immersed in their media. And so Mark Zuckerberg kind of wanted to make it a point to say, Hey, like, I'm not sure like if these other companies are downplaying VR just because they think of AR as being this more useful, like melding into the rest of your world type of device. But, you know, I wouldn't undersell the capability of those systems being able to deliver fully immersive experiences because that's something that people do a lot. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like basically when you have a device that will be able to do everything, the VR capabilities of those devices are going to be utilized a lot. Yeah. And basically. You, you said something earlier that uh, I, I kind of jab that not jab. What's the word? I, mean, I just like, yeah, you hard yeah. time for with, with like VR and AR are the same thing. Right. Yeah. And ultimately like I, at some point the hardware will merge. Right. Yeah. And, and again, I know I'm, I'm pointing to a science fiction movie, but like, Ready Player One, because I just watched Ready Player One again recently. So it, was, <laughs> so it was it was a lot of fun and it's kind of fresh in my brain. But yeah. it was like goggles that were transparent, right? You could see the person's eyes. But what it would do, and not that they necessarily showed this in the movie, but in my mind, it's just like, okay, what what will the XR goggles of the future look like? Probably something like that, which would either let you see into the real world because it's a it can be a clear uh, transparent lens that will artificially or um, you know uh, augment or throw on augmented reality items into whatever you're looking at mm -hmm. or the screen can black itself out and give you the full VR experience right whatever whatever the case is it will merge at some point just because it will not make sense to have two of these mm -hmm. uh, to, to have two different headsets now the thing is will they merge in the next five years probably not 10 years I don't know 15 20 more likely but yeah. you know, we'll We'll see. We'll see where where things kind of trend and in that direction. Yeah, another uh, interesting just like idea that he talked about was just you know basically they're looking. You want to make as little trade offs as possible between the real world and what you know future VR headsets and AR glasses or whatever are going to be able to to do. And so part of that was just talking about the not only the resolution, which he thinks will get there in the next few years, to where resolution in these got in 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 vr headsets will be as high as 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 we're capable of seeing mm -hmm. but really it almost sounded like the thing that's more tricky besides varifocal lenses which we've talked about before being able to to focus on different objects with when you look at them um is hdr and just the idea that you know our eyes can see varying degrees of brightness and darkness and uh, on a degree that's like not re reproducible yet on screens Mm -hmm. And it, and it just made me realize like all of what he was talking about rings very true to someone that spends a lot of time in VR. Um, because you know, why don't I spend more time in VR or why, like wh why, why I, like I, I, I've spent a ton of time over several years in VR. Right. But I, I'm not one of those people that like, I'm just not, you know, sitting around with a headset on my head, like five hours of the day. Right. Well, like why, what is the reason for some of that? And definitely it's, you know, the real world is super convincing, right? It's like super <laughs> yeah. vibrant, super awesome, like amazing, right? Like in order to have something that you're going to have on all the time or be looking through all the time, you know, that's when even small trade-offs become more important because you don't want to, you know, be looking through a crappy lens all day long. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, just think about like how annoying it is when your glasses have like a tiny bit of like, smearing or 
bogging on them or something like how much you're like, it drives you crazy. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, so, so yeah, I mean, this definitely hammers home the idea that there's still a lot of work to be done, Mm -hmm. but they're definitely thinking hard about it. They definitely are asking the right questions. And I feel like the stuff that we're seeing shows that we're getting closer and closer. So I, it's just like you said, I mean, who knows? Like it's it's kind of one of those things. Like the more you know, the more you don't know. So yeah. like so so as we you know get deeper down the rabbit hole, um, you know it looks like that time when VR is going to take over the world is getting pushed farther and farther out. But I don't think that that changed my my mindset. That doesn't change my mindset at all. That this is an inevitable kind of if if smart people and companies with big resources like mm-hmm. Facebook continue to work on this technology. Um, I, I think it definitely has the ability to kind of transform society and, you know, all the types of devices. Like if, if they keep working on this stuff and trying to find solutions to the problems that they're outlining right now, mm-hmm. um, eventually this is going to lead to something that is very cool and, and different and more empowering than what we have now. Yeah, no, I'm I'm totally with you on that, and I, I think you and I both looked at this and as as excited as we are about the VR space and industry, I, I think we both know that this is for the the long haul, right? Like this, it's not going to change overnight. And to your point earlier, where the more the more you tackle problems, the more problems you discover, right? So it's just like we talked so broadly about resolution and wanting better resolution. And so when you start to, to work on better resolution, well, now, now the, the next things to focus on when you do that, some of the problems you uncover, like the HDR thing or like the depth focus. And you know what I mean? So like, as, as you start to really dig into all these kind of broad, like desires or wants or wishes that the VR community and actually not even just the VR community, what people want, right? Like I'm sure the, the, the folks at Oculus, the, fo- the folks at Vive and even PSVR, like they'll look at this and they're just like, man, it'd be cool if the headset did this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well now let's, let's, let's work our way backwards. What are the things that we need to solve? And all of a sudden you realize that there's a, a 10 step program here just to get to that level. Right. Yeah. And, and we're at a point where in the first five years of VR, we're, we're maybe just a couple steps in after discovering and realizing like, okay, we have this amazing experience that is fully immersive. There are things that uh, can be better. And and some of those things involve stuff that is starting to get solved or has been solved now in terms of, uh, you know, having standalone inside out tracking, uh, eye tracking is coming, looks like lips and mouth tracking are coming as well. So there's, there's a lot of stuff that is in development and it's just a very exciting time, right? Regardless, mm-hmm. it's a very exciting time. I think, you and I probably get wrapped up in this and look at it and be like, man, I like, I, I wish this was here today. <laughs> yeah. This was here five years. I wish this was here back when we were, when we were kids, man, this would have been awesome to jump into. Right. I remember being blown away just like by being able to play any game with anyone yeah. on the internet. Like it was crazy. Like, can you imagine like knowing that you'd be able to jump into a video game? Like eh, that's one of the crazy things. Not that like you should, you know, have your kids, play a lot of vr or anything but like <laughs> one one of the things that i i think is so cool about like when i introduce my daughter to this kind of stuff like she totally thinks it's a completely normal thing to just be able yeah. to be inside of her video game sometimes yeah, yeah. Like, no. like, like like that's crazy right like it's, like it's she's like oh like i want to do the one that like where i get to be inside of it like i remember i mean and now we're getting into like 
<laughs> just just funny tangents. But I remember talking to a cousin of mine who's like 15 years younger than me, and uh, he was playing like some video game on like PS4 or whatever, uh, you know, a while back. And I was just like, yeah, you know, I grew up in the time when y- you couldn't save in a video game. Like there was like there were still aspects of that yeah. where you couldn't save. You just had to go as far as you yeah. could go, and that was it. Uh, trust right. me, like and then, was... they, and then they would have special save cartridges that they would sell. <laughs> Right? And that's how you would be able to save your game, right? Before all of a sudden it was just like auto save and <laughs> yeah. wherever you left off. So yeah, man. Funny. It's so it's it, the technology has progressed very rapidly. Um, the thing is, when you're in it, like I said, it still feels slow. Yeah. But I, I'm I'm obviously very bullish on on VR. I know that the time frame can take a while, but overall, to me, the the biggest things and the biggest takeaways from this were just the simple fact that we got to see almost like an inside peek into the the mind or the the kind of strategic planning behind what's happening mm-hmm. at Oculus and what are some of the things that are important right and yeah. even even if it's something like him just talking about presence like we if you've been in VR you know that that's like that's what VR is that's it's, what it's, it's that, presence right but for him to kind of like articulate yeah. it in that way and say that being in VR automatically gives you the sense of presence but we want to refine it and we want to make it incredible Right. See, that's what like for, for for you know all the all the whatever you know ideas and and uh, takes that people have on Facebook and what they've done good or bad for VR. Listening to Mark Zuckerberg talk about his vision of VR for the company, I mean, at least to me, it sounds super sincere, and it definitely sounds like someone that gets like why VR is important. Mm-hmm. And so that's super refreshing. Like I li- listening to that interview makes me really, you know, happy that there's a company like Facebook that is sold on this idea and working as hard on these problems as it is. Like, I mean, how else are you going to solve these kind of problems? There's, there's no way around it. Um, so yeah, I, I appreciated everything that he said about VR in the interview and it makes me, uh, you know, excited to see like future products from facebook uh, going forward so no agree man and we can we can probably go ahead and wrap this up the the one thing that i will say and, and we can close on this just i, I want to get your feedback and i i apologize for people who have been listening to our, our episodes i know i keep going back to this but i am just absolutely fascinated and obsessed with the idea of like operating systems and and how operating systems have dominated the last, we can probably say 40, uh, yeah, maybe 40 years when, when it came to, you know, Apple and Microsoft with the first personal computers and then Apple with, uh, you know, the, the mobile wave versus Android. And where are we next with the next kind of devices that are going to quote unquote, as Apple says, replace our phones. Right. So mm-hmm. We went from PCs and, and you know laptops were kind of like the 1.5. Yeah, basically like mobile. Windows. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, where, where you where you had Microsoft and, and Apple kind of dominating, and then yep. on the next level, you know, Microsoft Microsoft was there, but how many people use Windows phones? Right, it's not as big as Android. Yeah, and Apple no. continued to dominate. So to me, I look I look ahead, and we've we've talked about this before, where it's like Microsoft is in the space, but they don't feel like they're really in the space. You know. Yeah. And the thing no, is, and, we know. And, we know that Apple is coming when Apple when Apple comes, they're going to go hard and their ecosystem is going to be built out to be fully integrated uh, across their entire assortment of products. So to me, the only other 
the only other operating system out there is Facebook because PSVR is big, but PSVR is still just a gaming platform, right? Yeah. Um, so no, that's what, I mean, yeah. that, to be honest with you, and I know we're trying to wrap things up, but that was also part of the things I at least liked what Mark Zuckerberg had to say on these topics. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure at the end of the day, Oculus cares about making money. So, <laughs> so like, yeah. So, so like, like I, I feel like he was kind of dodging that a little bit here in terms of like, well, like how do they see themselves making money out of VR, that sort of thing. I, he kind of made it, he made the comparison to Google with Android and that, yeah, probably Google makes some money off of Android, but it seems more like they're interested because they want the platform there yeah. for people to be able to develop. And, and so he kind of, like I said, I think that's probably too much of a, an altruistic, you know, kind of unrealistic take on, on probably what Facebook is like, you know, all of their plans related to VR operating system but the but but the parts that had to do with why they think it's important to like he mentioned they're investing in creating their own operating system so right now the quest does operate on some form of android but they're working they're working behind the scenes to kind of scrap that and really make an operating system from scratch that's Mm -hmm. developed for vr um and same thing with with silicon kind of like what apple's doing Mm-hmm. They're trying, and the I, the analysis that he gave that I really like to hear was the idea that, you know, when we typically think of of operating systems like Windows or Mac OS or uh, iOS on on phones, Android, we tend to think of just like the the marketplace where apps are sold and that sort of thing. But mm-hmm. part of creating the operating system, you're also defining what the device is capable of and what it's going to be used for. Like yeah. think of the paradigm shift. Like when we talk about the shift from, you know, we're still using computers obviously, but I mean, even think of like the way we use computers, personal computers is mostly defined by what windows and Mac OS early on decided computers should be used for. Like yeah. there's, there's a menu, like especially <clears throat> once you got to windows 95 with the visual interface, where there's a menu at the bottom and you're opening folders and accessing files, like their development of the UI and that operating system kind of defined how people were able to use that, those hardware pieces. And same thing with, with our phones. Like I, I would argue that Apple was definitely the most innovative in terms of like with the iPhone, they basically nailed the touch interface yep. for the first time in a way that I had never seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, even, you know, like Android devices before that all had physical keyboards that were separated and, you know, like they still weren't quite there yet. Um, but, you know, the way that operating system is designed enabled that device to create the types of experiences that we use now. And it and it melded, okay, what do we use phones for? Like what can they... And so when I think of Facebook designing an operating system for VR from the ground up. Obviously part of that is to get it to run as best as it can. Um, and he talked about that, but some of it also is to define what this space is about. Mm-hmm. And really, I mean, I buy his argument that a lot of the reason they're trying to develop their own operating system is because they want to create a future where you can teleport around and be in the presence of other people. Mm-hmm. Like they want that to be a thing right now. Our devices don't allow us to do that but they want to create some kind of an ecosystem, an operating system that allows that to happen. And so um, 
yeah, thinking about the future of operating systems on VR and AR devices is super important because it will define what those devices will allow us to do. Yeah, and the and the kind of limitations of the experiences. No, I yeah, I, I'm I'm there with you. I think it was, you know, and we've talked about this in the past. I think we've always compared uh, Facebook and Oculus more closely with Apple in terms of having that closed off ecosystem, right? Especially in the early days of VR with the exclusives and with, you know, like, so I, I still see them trying to go for this model where everything is vertically integrated, where you yeah. have the, the software and the hardware completely under your control. I'm not surprised kind of in, in how he mentioned uh, or the, the context in which he mentioned Android. And then I don't believe he mentioned Apple, which, was you know an omission, especially looking at it through the lens that I'm kind of looking at it through. Yeah, the, I think the only mentions of Apple were from the interviewer. Yeah, like, yeah. like <laughs> Apple was brought up, but never by. <laughs> but but more, yeah, yeah. So that's fair. Um, but in the sense that, like, you know, I I don't see, and from you know, um, Mark Zuckerberg's kind of reaction to it as well. In the way he said, yeah, that you know, Android makes some money licensing their OS out, but it's what they want to do is be able to have full control over the OS and vertically integrate it with the hardware. Right. Yeah. Like I, it, it's hard for me to see future, um, future headsets having direct access yeah, to, I agree. to the Oculus software. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, so, I, I, we definitely haven't seen that yet. So the, no, I agree. Oh, yeah. I thought that was some of that was, yeah. Like I was bad. Like I, yeah. Wasn't sure exactly how that all jives with each other, but. Well, you know, we're we're seeing this play out in real time, so it's it's just you know we'll we'll, we'll continue to to follow along. I just I think we've both been and not to not to pat ourselves on the back. I'm just saying we I think we've we've both been proven right in the theories that we've had about where Facebook and <clears throat> Facebook and Oculus are trying to go. Mm -hmm. um, and I think listening to that interview kind of confirmed that that bias that I already had in my mind, where it's just like, yeah, the way he talked about Android makes me feel like that's exactly the where I thought they were going to go with it, right? They, yeah. They, they don't want to be that side. They, they want to have their own vibrant, amazing, and very in-depth ecosystem that they're building out for themselves and putting the resources in so that they can be the big player uh, when Apple comes to the table. And, you know, Apple might be slow, but Apple will get there, right? Mm -hmm. So, oops. Cool, man. Well, let's, uh, let's go ahead and wrap this one up. Were there any other small passing thoughts that you had or... I don't think so. I mean, that covered, like I said, I, I took a lot of notes. It was definitely, I mean, the only thing again, I'll say is like for someone that's new to VR, you don't even have to be super in this space. I think uh, this interview did a fairly good job of explaining things in a way that even beginners will kind of like people mm -hmm. like you and me will probably get more out of it. But I think even for people that are just interested in what the future of this technology could be like, they, I think it's a good watch. It's very, it's very approachable. Um, and in, in a sense where if you just tangentially or like, you know, uh, related to the space, like, I think you'd be able to, to get something out of it. And if anything, it might, it might cause an itch that'll scratch, uh, that'll cause you to scratch just a little bit deeper in certain areas that are interesting in terms of what's upcoming. So, um, all right, man, I'm, I'm like tripping over all my words tonight. So I don't know what's going on. Let's go ahead and wrap this one up here so I can get some sleep before we lose an hour this weekend. Oh, <laughs> uh, is that this weekend? That's this weekend, yeah. I oh, just found out for this call. I know. So I'm like, like tomorrow oh, morning. 
Yep. I'm like, okay, so it's actually already, uh, you know, 9.30 p.m. Instead oh, of man. <laughs> Why do you have to make it such a bummer? I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, for everybody else who's listening, though. <laughs> yeah, you will you have already lost. You would, have, you would have already experienced it, so this shouldn't be a bummer for you. <laughs> Unless you just found out and you have been an hour late to everything that has happened <laughs> <with> you, <laughs> since you have watched this. But uh, once again, we want to say thank you so much for listening. If you are enjoying the podcast, uh, an easy and free way to help is to subscribe, hit a thumbs up, hit us up in the comments as well. And if you are listening to this uh, as a podcast and not through YouTube, uh, feel free to hit, reach out to hit, see, look at that. Feel free to reach out to us or tweet at us at everything vive on yeah. Twitter. And, and honestly, uh, it, yeah. I mean, I'll just add real quick that, I mean, we're really trying to build up our, our YouTube channel in addition. I mean, if you listen to our podcast, um, you know, in audio form, great, continue to do that. But if you, if you really like our content, it would be awesome if you could, you know, go to YouTube, subscribe, you know, thumbs up our content anyway, just we're trying to build a base there. And mm -hmm. the more support that we're able to get to, to somehow get into the algorithm eventually would be nice. So, yeah. So, I mean, look, uh, we, we just appreciate you guys. And, and the thing is what's, what's been nice about YouTube is the comment section. Uh, yes. so for those of you who have been chiming in, uh, we appreciate that because it's, it's just fun to keep the conversation going and to get your insight. That's something that we didn't have with the podcast that we, we weren't, it, it wasn't available to us when we were just doing this as an audio podcast for the first couple of years. So now that we're, we're able to have a video portion to this and, and able to throw that up on YouTube, it's been a lot of fun for us to, to, to build out and, and we're excited to continue building that out. So it's really motivating. So we, we appreciate like topics and feedback and everything. So it's honestly, it's just fun for us. Like, you know, if, if Ronnie and I didn't have to sleep or eat or do anything, we would probably talk about this. <laughs> we didn't have like families or anything like we would just talk about this 24 seven because we're that excited about it. So any chance we get to continue the conversation, we're always down for it. So, uh, you know, feel free to, to reach out to us on whatever channel you feel uh, is best for you. And we're excited to hear from you guys. So thank you again for listening. Ronnie, you have a good night, rest of the weekend. And you too. those of you who are listening to this and watching this, have an awesome rest of your week. We'll be back with another episode very, very soon. I'll talk to you later.